It's a really good day. Amen. What the Lord has got me talking about is going to be love and action, but I do want to start off with something before we do. And the, <clears throat> the reason is so that you understand, I had not intended to speak about this, and I had everything all written up and ready to go on Friday. Yes, thank you, Lord. And he's Friday evening, he says, that's not what you're going to talk about. I God, what, why did you put me through all that? He says, because this is what I want you to talk about. People need to hear this. So, and so we're going to be talking about God's love in action, and we're going to actually have a thing that we say together at the end. But I do want to tell you this, this fact. Who in here has listened to the news in the last year? Now, if, if nobody raises their hand, I'll know that none of you will relate to what I'm going to say. But if anybody in here has heard any news and some of it was a bit negative and, and you didn't really care for it, uh, then raise your hand, okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, so this is what the Lord would have me to say. The deceptive voice of Satan's spiritual strangers, as, as is written in John 10, and I'll refer to that in a moment, are active and moving around the earth, seeking those they can influence into becoming weapons of destruction. You can hear such people in all forms of the media, and what they say will torment your soul, potentially influence your mind, your spirit, your emotions, and your very being, make you angry. And Christians are to be selective and not to be listening to such worldly voices of evil influence that spew wicked judgment and unholy vile hatred. John 10:4, Jesus said, When he, our Lord, puts forth all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And a stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Christians, those that are saved in Jesus Christ our Lord, have been reborn and are to be different than the world they continue to live in. So where does that leave me, you might ask? Where does that leave me if I'm not supposed to be, well, this is what the Lord would have me to say. Let's find the truth of who we are to be as we live and move and have our being in our reborn life journey in Jesus, as we go before God, filled with the Holy Spirit, so that we may become and be found always, as it says in 2 Corinthians 2.14, found giving thanks to God, who always leads us in his triumph in Christ, and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing. So we're going to <clears throat> begin in the Old Testament this morning, and we're going to start in Deuteronomy, in chapter 7. I want you to know that there are evil spirits influencing everything that are going on in this world. When you listen to stuff on the, in the media, I don't care what media it is, you are being influenced if you continue to listen to the garbage that is out there. So you can listen to the garbage, but be selective, be careful, and be aware that Satan is trying to influence you to change. I want you to see who God would have you to be this morning. Amen? Amen. So, Deuteronomy 7, 9, first passage. 
Therefore, and this is out of the New King James. Uh, in fact, all three of them will be out of the New King James. I'll be using different translations as I go through this this morning. And I'll tell you which ones they are. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, and the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. Amen? Let's look at the second passage. It's just down a couple chapters, Deuteronomy 10, uh, verse 12. <clears throat> And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve him, the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command today for your good. Keep the commandments of the Lord. Deuteronomy 11.1. Therefore... You shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Commandments are mentioned three times. What is meant here? What, which commandments? What is God talking about as he speaks through Moses to the Israelites in the Old, Old Testament? God's word was being spoken through Moses. There's something here we need to hear. Jesus defined and explained just exactly what we're wondering about. In Matthew 22:35, if you would turn to Matthew 22:35. And many of you are familiar with this passage in Matthew 22:35 and following. And it says, and, and this is out of the English Standard Version. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And Jesus continued. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Amen? Now, we are to do this. We are to love God and love our neighbor because we are commanded to do so. But there's so much more involved in our obedience as we do what we're commanded to do. And I want to walk us through that also. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 11.13. Deuteronomy 11.13 and following. And if you will indeed obey my commandments that I command you today to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. He will give rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain that you may gather in your grain, your wine and your oil, and he will give you grass in your fields for your livestock and you shall eat and be full. 
The goodness of the Lord God being poured out upon his people who are being faithful and obedient. God's abundant blessing because we are doing as he would do and and has commanded us to do and expects us to be actively doing. That is loving him and loving our neighbor. Deuteronomy 11.22. It goes on further. It says, for if you are careful to keep all This commandment, which I'm commanding you to do, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and hold fast to him, then the Lord will drive out these nations from before you and you you will dispossess nations greater and mightier than you. In other words, the Lord is going to battle for you because you are loving and you are doing what he is asking. And from every place in which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours and your border will be from the wilderness to Lebanon and from the river to the river Euphrates as far as the western sea. But God goes on further and he says, because you are loving me as I'm commanding you and doing as I would do, no man will be able to stand before you. The Lord your God will lay the dread of you and the fear upon you of you upon all the land in which you set foot as he has spoken to you. <clears throat> A full and victorious life lived in the presence of our Lord begins, begins with loving God without any reservation and without any holding back. Amen? But it goes on from there as Jesus was telling us, but a full and victorious life lived out in the presence of the Lord is made complete when we realize that we are to not only love God and that God loves us, without reservation, but that we are to love others as God loves us, without reservation. We are to be loving God and loving others. Loving God and loving others. Amen. Jesus brought this forth as he declared in John 13, 34. You all need to turn to 13, 34. <clears throat> Thirteen thirty-four, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, Jesus was saying, even as I have loved you, this is out of the New American Standard, that you also love one another. By this, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. How do they know we're Christians? Because we have love for one another. A new commandment, new in the sense that Jesus was clarifying an old truth that we just looked at in the Old Testament, how love is to be lived out in the world that we live in. And such a truth as it is lived out, that is actively fulfilling the commandment by loving one another, declares to all the world physically and spiritually that we truly are disciples of Jesus. Not just in name, but also in everything we do. For love has become who we are. And as we do so, that is, love one another, Jesus is glorified within us to the glory of God. When we walk in love, we are literally saying, God, be in me more complete than you've ever been before because God is love. And he fills us completely And there are no dark shadows or dark places left in our being. We have allowed ourselves to become 
who he is so that we may do as he has commanded us to do. Jesus considered this commandment to be so eternally important that he repeated this new commandment twice more. And you can write this down in John 15, 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. And again in John 15, 17. This I command you, that you love one another. Jesus was emphatic. He says, you need to grasp this. You need to understand this. Jesus defined went on from there with detailed examples so there would be no question or wiggle room when he was, what he was commanding us to do. He asked no more of us than he, would, he himself would do. And so in Matthew 5.43, I want you to follow along with that. Matthew 5.43 and following after. Jesus is at the Sermon on the Mount and he is pronouncing with authority things that people need to hear and things people need to know. He says, you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children. This is out of the New Living Translation. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you only love those who love you, what reward is that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. And if you are kind only to your friends, you're no different than uh, how, how are you different from anyone else? Even the pagans back then did that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Our love for God and for one another is to be blameless. And as pure as Christ Jesus is, so we are to be also. Loving, reaching out, filled with the glory of God and sharing that glory with others. You know, it's like I have said many times before in years past, we can praise the Lord and we, the glory comes in, but if we hold that glory, we're no better than a barnyard pond because what we have is not being shared and it begins to rot. But if we take and we, the glory comes in and his love pours in within us and we start giving it away to everyone we meet, then he pours in more and it's even greater the next time we pour out. And then he pours in more and we pour out. And it becomes like a mountain stream that is purifying every 20 feet falling down a cascade. And that's exactly what takes place with us. We walk in refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Because we are willing to pour forth and not retain. Because the Lord's goodness and his love and his glory is so valuable to us. We want to share it with someone else. Amen. Jesus went on, and finally we're warned, do not let circumstances determine how you love. Let me repeat that. Do not, because I'm going to give you a passage that the Lord has got. Do not let circumstances determine how you love. Follow with me as we see how God's love is to be and can be lived out. And during many different during many different and very real life circumstances, any one of us can find ourselves in. So if you want to follow along in Romans 9, we're going to read down through a list that, that 
we find how love can be without hypocrisy. So it begins in Romans 12 and verse 9, and this will be out of the, what did I take? Oh, this is out of the New King James. Let love be without hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is pretending to be something that you aren't. In other words, be a true Christian. If you're a Christian, be a Christian. Don't be a pretend Christian. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Oh, that's what I was saying at the start that the Lord had me say. If you're listening to trash on the media, get rid of the trash. Listen to the truth. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be like the woman who grabbed the fringe of Jesus' garment knowing that if she just hung on, she would receive her healing. So you can actually go up to someone who's a Christian and say, hey, you need to get a grip. (laughs) Sorry, bad joke. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, the tighter we hang on, the more difficult it is for Satan to lead us astray because we are just totally connected. Amen. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly and sisterly love and honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. Verse 13, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. This is going to be difficult for some. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of men. And if it is possible, we have a little bit of room here, If it is possible, as much as it depends on you individually, live peaceably with all people, all mankind. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God's love is in us and is to be producing an overflow of good actions that bring blessing to God and to mankind around us. Amen. However, be aware. A time is coming. And this can be bewildering to a lot of people, but a time is coming, a taste of such is occurring in many places today as we are meeting here. And Jesus has forewarned us to be on guard so that we are not caught up in Satan's evil deceptive schemes. Matthew 24, 3. Out of the New King James. This is a hard passage. A lot of people don't like to read this passage. I, I like to read it. I read Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. They're great passages, along with Thessalonians and Revelation, because and, you get a view for what's coming. Amen? Don't ever be frightened of what's coming. Be frightened if you're not in the place you should be. Amen? And get in that place. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives... 
which overlooks, overlooks the Temple Mount. <clears throat> At that time, there would have been a temple. Take heed that, he says, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And, and what will be the sign of your coming? And what will be the end of the age? They were really curious. And Jesus answered, said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. This would be words for us today. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. We've read about that over the years. People who got caught up in cults and, and rent running off, thinking that somebody was the Savior. Many will come in my name and say, I'm the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Oh, that sounds familiar. Say that, see that you are not troubled. For these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. What that is, is that nation thing is not the nations that we declare as nations. That is actually technically ethnic groups. Ethnic groups and cultures will rise up against one another. And kingdom against kingdom, that is literally spiritual kingdoms. Spiritual kingdoms in which you would think, why is that evil person hating this other evil person? It's because Satan doesn't have good control of his kingdom. They all want to, they all want to take out the Christians, but they all hate each other. There's no love in the devil. There's no love in the demons. There will be famines, pestilences. Oh, that should have been COVID virus, okay. And there will be earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. And they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then many will be offended and betray one another and hate one another. This is awful. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then verse 12 is where I was going. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Beware. We as Christians are not to grow cold. We are to continue as lawlessness increases. It, it inflames me to pray even more. It encourages me to speak out even more. It causes me to want to testify even more because I see the helplessness and the hopeless of people who are lost. And he and she who endure to the end shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Christians falling into Satan's trap becoming sullen and paranoid in the darkness of depression and fearful thoughts this is what this is, is the love growing cold because all they can see is all of the stuff out there and they don't think about the love that Jesus has put in us that we can walk in and begin to share with others. Amen. We have the power. The devil doesn't have the power. Only when we give him the power. Rebuke the devil. Tell him flee and begin to pronounce the things of the Lord. Amen. We are not to become such a people that we would be be falling away and growing cold, but rather we are to be looking ahead to the Lord's return and continue daily as a living witness of our Lord Jesus and his love. For our Redeemer and our redemption draws nigh. Luke 21, 25. And, and you know, I'm going to wait for you to turn to that because I want you to yellow this one in because Luke 21, 25 down through 28, this is a powerful passage that gives hope and imparts hope and makes it come alive within us so that we can begin to proclaim just who our Lord Jesus is. There will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress of the nations with perplexity and the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts 
failing them for fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken and there will and then they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and glory but then when these things begin to happen lift up your heads don't be hanging your heads in depression lift up your heads because your redemption draws near be looking for the lord don't be looking at the garbage amen the garbage doesn't smell any better than it did before. But look to the Lord. He is sending forth his fragrance upon us. Amen. Galatians 5.13 goes along like this. You were, uh, actually go to Galatians You, point at yourself, he's talking to me. You were called to freedom. And that deserves a good amen for the Lord did that to us. Amen. Brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Through love serve one another. Verse 14, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Amen. <clears throat> Become as one who cannot be separated from God's eternal love. I'm going to ask you to do something. Become as one who cannot be separated from God's eternal love. Romans 8, 35 and following. <clears throat> They were, we were talking in the Tuesday night class, I think maybe it was last week or the week before when I was talking about being who you are. And they were saying, so if I'm a Christian, am I supposed to be passive and a wimp? And I said, well, I'm not. I said, I'm just as fierce as I was when I was before I was a Christian. It's just that now I'm under his hand and he calls me meek. Reminds me of the black stallion that my uncle had that he would not allow us to go by. That stallion shot out fire out of his nose when he'd breathe. I mean, he was terrifying. And my, he, he called him king. My uncle said, don't go near that horse, he'll kill you. And he would have. But my uncle would walk up. He was a horseman. He was phenomenal. <clears throat> he would walk up. He'd say, king. That horse would just be quivering. Just power. I mean, it was unbelievable. And it was a, it was a Morgan horse and a, and a Tennessee Walker combination stallion. And he'd had him brought up to, uh, from down south somewhere. And he said, King, come here. Follow me. And that horse would follow him, just like a dog. And that horse would do anything he said. He'd say, stop. He'd tell him, raise up. He'd do this. He'd do that. He said, you can come over here and pet the horse, Henry. I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Never petted the horse. But that horse was a powerhouse. Extraordinary. But that horse knew who the boss was. I haven't changed since I was a kid. The independence in me runs powerful. My attitude runs just as strong as it did when I was a kid, but I know who my God is. 
and he's the only one I serve. I don't serve anybody else. And that's why it says right here, in Romans 8.35, who, who, say with me, who, sound like an owl, okay? Who, who, who is able to separate you from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, just as it is written, for thy sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or principalities, things present, things to come, nor powers, or height, or depth, or nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. There is nothing nothing that can separate us from God's love if we choose to remain in his love that he has for us. No one earthly nor anything spiritually can snatch us away from such love. In Ephesians 13, it says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name, that he would grant you he would grant me according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. <clears throat> We're just about ready to close. We're going to say something together, a proclamation, declaration, and then I'll close. Amen? So you don't have to come up. <laughs> Let me make sure I have one. And, and now there's going to be a question why I made them so big, okay? That was so that you could hang them on a wall or somewhere in your house and you'd be able to see these things. I want you to be reminded of just what you declared. Uh, these days ahead are vastly important, and I want us all to be prepared for anything that may or may not come up. Amen? <clears throat> and if you don't want to say the declaration, that's fine. I don't, you could just take it with you. That's, but it would be good to say it. And what, we'd, what I'd say is, before we begin, is that, that each one can de declare this and that beginning today, before all our eternity, that you would let both the seen and unseen world know you're before witnesses right here, and I can guarantee you, you've got angelic hosts in this place. And I'm, I'm saying there's no dark spirits, but the minute you go out that door, you can already be declaring this thing again. Everybody got one? Here we go. I am filled with Christ Jesus' love. Amen? Let's try that together. Okay, one, two, three. I am filled with Christ Jesus' love. I can continue to live in that love and express that love outwardly to others. 
despite the circumstances or any opposition I may encounter. There is nothing in this world that can stop me from expressing this love God has given me. Amen. Amen. You can take that home with you. Amen. When we do love others as God has shown us to do, many will come to know the love that Jesus has for them and lost souls shall be saved. Amen. I would close with this. One truly lives in the abundance of God's eternal blessing as they lift up love to God. And they begin to freely share God's love with others as Jesus has commanded. A love that is without reservations or qualification, an active, living, dynamic love, a love that is poured out freely into others because of Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Turn to someone next to you and just say, this is a great day to be in love. <laughs> Let's all stand. We're going to go ahead and have a closing prayer. If you're not a Christian today and have never come into salvation, I would ask what holds you back. You have no guarantee of tomorrow. If you're just pondering whether you should become saved or not, nobody told you you have tomorrow. Jesus is the one who calls us home, and today could be that day. You want to be ready. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> just lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, we just thank you for this amazing day that you have made, Lord, and we have chosen to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, may you just immerse us in your love in this place this morning, Lord, more than we have ever been immersed before, that it would be pressed down and overflowing, and that overflow would spill onto everyone we meet, Lord. There would be no doubt that we are Christian. They would call us Christian because of our love, Lord, and that they would know the love, the breadth and height and depth and length of love that you have because we are sharing that very thing with them. And Lord, if they are not saved, that we would help them to find a place of salvation in you, Lord, and that we would be willing to minister to them, pray with them, whatever it takes, Lord, to see another soul saved. Lord, may you be glorified. And Lord, may we pour forth that love and glory that you have put within us. In your name, amen. amen. Ah, blessings, blessings. Have a great day, amen. <laughs>